Hey there, Village Church. Vicki Basinger here, and I am sitting with Pastor Michael Fueling. We're talking through Sermon Q&A from June 13th, 2021, where we talked about practical evangelism for a lonely world. Mm -hmm. And today we have a question, and it is, how has pastoral counseling changed during COVID? Well, uh, in my sermon, there are a handful of statistics that I shared, and I want to revisit those. Um, the first group of stats is from what's called the loneliness experiment. In 2018, the United, the UK launched, it's really the biggest experiment mm. of its time, 55,000 participants um, from all over the world, demographics ranging from 16 years old to 99. And this, and their, their results were pre-COVID. And so the, the big takeaways are that if you are between the ages of 16 and 24, mm-hmm. um, statistically, you are about twice as likely to, exper- to experience severe loneliness um, or depressive symptoms creating the result of loneliness. Um, very interesting because post-COVID, um, this demographic particularly um, got much worse, up to about mm. 80% identified uh, feeling very lonely or significant lonely with depressive symptoms yeah. in this in this time. And so uh, this whole last 16 months at the time of this recording was pretty devastating for people's spiritual health, their mental health, emotional health, relational health, social life. Yep. Um, in fact, one of the outcomes of the studies, which I found striking, was that one of the most significant social factors to suffer was people's ability to have normal, everyday, small talk conversation. Mm. And so um, what what the loneliness experiment, uh, experiment is describing is that what would happen is is uh, you would have a conversation with me. It might be your first conversation kind of outside of COVID. It might be on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be on the phone. And and they identified a few factors that might actually have made it initially difficult. For example, we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. You might have strong political or social views, and you might not be confident of the views of the person you're talking to, mm-hmm. so you can't talk about that. And so, like, you know, when you talk to, like, an eight-year-old boy, you're like, hey, man, how's it going? And they're like... Deadpan, nothing. Good. Fine. Fine. (laughs) Why? You know, like, and it's interesting because their observations is that so much of of the West has gone back to um, really, like, immature communication styles where Mm. they're even forgetting to respond with a question so how this plays out is you and i maybe we have a, a zoom meeting and we're like hey what's up and mm-hmm. it's weird and i leave that feeling weird now my social anxiety is higher yeah so the next conversation i have i'm bringing more anxiety and as we know anxiety does not make conversations especially in social circumstances <laughs> better no nope. it makes things more awkward yeah and most people think they hide it and they don't and that and that's real so it it became this cycle so actually the art of talking um, was one of the things that has fallen away. Yeah. And I, I have personally very much noticed this. Yeah. Um, when we are having conversations with people after church, the amount of awkward conversations I have where people just stare at me hmm. is two times higher. Yeah. Very strange. Interesting. And it wasn't until I was preparing for the sermon that I, I began to like make sense of this. Mm-hmm. I said, that actually does make a lot of sense. They have not been calling people. They've been Zooming. Um, they have not had these social interactions. So... Anyway, so the stats are out. Um, and so let me just tell you from my end what what I have seen mm-hmm. personally. I'm not going to speak for professional counselors, mm-hmm. um, although we have tried to refer to them as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so I, I made a short list here. Um, addictions absolutely have gotten worse. Mm. Never have we seen people drink more. Never. I mean, people who would drink normally have like quadrupled their normal drinking mm. christians not it doesn't matter almost everybody i talk to will say 
I gained a lot of weight because I drank a lot of wine. Mm. Like that is that is a very, very common um, issue. I think we are on the verge of seeing levels of alcoholism higher than we've ever had before. Yeah. So I had to Sad. intervene in a couple of those circumstances that have gotten exponentially worse in, in COVID. And that's been a very real thing. Um, loneliness is so much deeper than ever before. Uh, and I think there are some interesting reasons for this. Of course, some are we're isolated socially. Um, some are, yes. But as I've talked to most Christians, you would think if you were to say that I'm going to give you a year of isolation, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a year of working at home. Mm-hmm. You would think they would work out more, spend more time in God's word. Um, they would have a deeper relationship with the Lord than ever before. They'd learn to pray and maybe they'd pick up a new hobby. Mm-hmm. Well, the vast majority of people that we talk to did none of those. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I did none of those. And I, I worked for a year too. Yeah. I, it is it is incredibly common. My mm-hmm. pastor friends um, have never struggled spiritually more, not because they don't love the Lord. Um, what this season did is it just sort of flipped people on their heads and we didn't quite know which way was up and mm-hmm. how to land. And people ate more. We got fatter. We drank more. Took we, a lot more shortcuts. I oh, think. My, oh my goodness. I yes. mean, with the kids, with their school, I mean, we were balancing more. Right. It was insane. never, never yeah. have people watch more TV. I yeah. mean, Netflix and Hulu had a, had a field day. Disney sure. plus launched. My goodness. Yes. Good yeah. time for Disney. It's like, thank you. Disney it's plus. almost like they planned almost uh, it's like a giant yeah. oh wait we won't go down that road but all of these all of these um behavioral things have a net result in some sort of depression and loneliness and so yes they're lonely because they're not with their friends their normality whatever but you 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 put on that all of these really really bad habits that seem to be the i'm not going to put a percentage i'm just saying most so we'll mm. say 51 to 99 <laughs> percent. how's that for the majority accuracy yes. you know um and so that that is really clear loneliness depression etc um habits have gotten really terrible people's spiritual lives have kind of just stalled um it's been interesting to watch people particularly in the past couple of weeks as we preach on evangelism reflect on their lack of heart or even thinking about their neighbors who mm. are shut in their homes mm. wasn't even like in their brains and yeah. they're like i've been i've been defending myself in yeah. my territory yeah for so long i've been so and that's probably anxiety to a degree mm-hmm. like i've been so concerned about my body mm. and my home and and the cleanliness of the things that come in here that um, i have not really thought about people i've been yeah. pretty self-consumed um, we see that in in our inability to get basic ministries funded with people. Yeah. Um, the idea, I mean, this is not so like the idea of going to church now for so many committed evangelical Christians, like they will give faithfully. And, yep. and we're finding this in church after church after church, mm-hmm. particularly in churches where there are a lot of young families. Like that is that is an interesting denominator. Uh, they're having a hard time getting back to church. They're having a hard time even processing what it means to attend church weekly, mm-hmm. let us let alone serve yeah. two to three times a month, like uh, like to make the whole thing function. But I will say, like, um, as I talk to pastors, most of them will say, like, the people who have stayed, even though they're doing less, are giving a lot more. Mm. So that's been a, it's almost like a, I wonder if it's guilt Is giving. it guilt? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've, I've tried to process that one. Um, so I think there's another issue here, which we've seen, which is common issues that people wrestled with were amplified two, three or four times. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know how to quantify that. That's more of like, I'm watching, mm-hmm. oh, you had a porn addiction. Wow, you really have a porn addiction. You drank, how oh, you you really drink. Your your husband and your wife, you guys were bickering quite a bit. You're at each other's throats. Yeah. Um, or even mental health ones. So like, wow, you were a little anxious. Yeah. Wow, you're really anxious. Now you're really anxious. You're depressed. Wow, you're really struggling with depression. Yeah. Let me let me tell you 
what has been most challenging about that? So we we have referred so many people to. We have a network of really godly, mm-hmm. awesome Christian counselors. Yeah. Um, I cannot get most people in anywhere. Mm. They are overwhelmed yeah. to the point where many of them they don't even return your phone call. Yeah. Oh my. And so that that has actually been a, an incredibly challenging thing because I don't have the time. Some like there are some issues that are so deep and complex. Right. I'm not a, I'm not really equipped to deal with them in a way that is healthy. Um, and I I don't know where to where to send them. Right. Because I typically had this safety net where we would have a collaborative approach, pastorally, psychologically, theologically, relationally, socially, communally. We'd bring all these together and seek the health of the whole person. Um, but there are really significant components that are now missing from this. And so it seems that like issues have gotten two to three to four times worse and we don't have as much support to right. address them. That's been um, a challenging uh, one. And so uh, here's another one, uh, uh, division. And uh, I want to clarify this village. We have had very little division. In fact, um, I've shared multiple times. I don't think I've had one person like sin against me. Mm-hmm. Or they've asked hard questions. They've wrestled through really difficult things politically, socially. How do we deal with Pritzker and his rules and Trump and all this stuff? And yeah, those are all fair questions. Yeah. And you can ask those. But I've never had anybody call me names. Um, uh, I-, I was gone for the summer, though. Let's be honest. I was on sabbatical yes, for two months. <laughs> so yeah. it's in the height. You and Matt and uh, Mike Boyle. <laughs> you guys. You guys took the. Uh, is he the other? Yeah. Thank you. I, I will say that I agree with you having been here over the summer, which yeah. was, you know, more in the heightened side yeah. of COVID, right? The spring was nuts. Everybody, you know, just was kind of trying to flex and like we closed, we got online, we, you know, yeah. all of that was going on. And then in the summertime, mm. we had a lot of tough conversations, but I would say that by and large, the, you know, people of Village Church were gracious. Yeah. Um, they strikingly voiced, so voiced their opinions and yeah. wanted to process things, which is great. Um, but, you know, Pastor Matt and Pastor Pastor Mike Boyle, who came on um, over that period of time, were wonderful yep. at working through with that one-on-one. Yep. Yeah. And that would be my my perpetual dream for our church. If you have, if you're watching something or you're frustrated or concerned, we want to hear. Yeah. Just don't sin. Right. And I, I think Village has just not mastered it, but better than any place I've ever heard of mm. has handled the disagree, the art of disagreeing in a way that brings God glory with leadership or decisions that you might not understand. And uh, I can't think of too many circumstances where we were not unified in Christ at the end yeah. of the conversation. Which um, was nuts because like, let's let's think about how, like this was probably the most emotionally driven, like insane amount of uh, yeah. like politics. Yeah. If the election issues, wasn't enough. There was the election, <laughs> there was, you know, the social justice movement that yeah. swept through. We had COVID-19, there yeah. were, I mean. Police officers were amazing and then they were the devil. Yes, you know, I, I mean, it was just a, this huge spectrum yeah. of insanity All over of 2020. Board. Yeah. And, um, you know, the people of Village Church were, you know, wonderful. And I think a lot of that was knowing that, you know, we are submitting to the Lord first. Mm-hmm. Um, we are under his authority first. He appointed the government to mm-hmm. be, you know, around us. But we also came out at the beginning mm-hmm. with our elders and said, hey, we are going to, you know, follow guidelines until mm-hmm. they cause us to sin. And, you know, just yep. kind of having that clarity. But, yep. you know, we've had a lot of change over COVID and pastoral counseling being just one of those. Yeah. Um, so what would you say to somebody who can't get in to see that counselor, can't, you know, is having all of these, you know, kind of hit after hit after hit after yeah. hit? Yeah, what I, what I would say is um, we want to help you as much as we humanly possibly can. Um, there are, there are just, there are subjects that our pastors are not going to deal with well because we're not equipped to deal with it. 
Um, but we do have a lot of equipping. And we also have a network here internally that we can tap into. The, the challenge is that that network is also tapped out because there are so many needs. The problem, I'm even hesitant to say it because what I don't want somebody to feel like is I'm an inconvenience. Mm. And my fear of even airing this part of it, which we will because it's real. Mm. I, I think truth and reality is always the best you know, thing. So um, is, is that they're gonna feel like they're inconvenienced. It's, it has nothing to do with inconvenience in any way, shape or form. It has simply to do with capacity. Yeah. And so I, I would say uh, be very, very patient. Yeah. Um, know the limitations of the people that you're working with mm -hmm. um, and go before the Lord on a regular, regular basis. Yeah. Like I cannot stress enough, um, your relationship with the Lord is paramount, period. And in every counseling situation, I wanna make sure that you and the Lord are solid. I'm not gonna ignore all these other things. Right. But foundationally, I wanna know that your relationship with Christ is strong and here's what i know if we're in post-covid i know that for most everyone i'm talking to not everybody most everybody particularly if you have children particularly if you had a job um you have neglected that and i want to help rebuild mm. rebuild that as a foundation and deal with the rest but that yeah so i would just say don't uh don't don't play don't let the devil get in your brain or lies that i'm I'm not wanted or they don't care about me. They can't or help me. They can't help I'm me. I'm past help. I'm in inconvenience. Yeah. Like none of that is on our brain. We want to support every person who needs help, mm. whatever it is. And um, and um, there are a lot of limits right now. So we're trying to figure yeah. out how to work through all that. Yeah. So if you are watching this and you do need help, you do need to reach out for some pastoral counseling, you attend Village Church or otherwise, you can always go to our website and uh, fill out a form there at vcob.org. Yep. Amen. All right. I want to invite you back. We got more on sermon Q&A. Thank you for joining us. And again, if there's anything we can do to help you, do not hesitate. We love you. It is our joy to lead and shepherd you under the authority of Jesus and his word. And so we got you. Um, please come talk to us.